Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 132 of Suicide Squad, but not really because this minute's going to start and end with scrolling credits. Um, but much like yesterday and the rest of the week, we are talking about a little bit of tie-in properties of Suicide Squad instead of just wasting away talking about credits. Um, yesterday, we got to talk about the tie-in comic, prequel comic to the movie, Suicide Blonde, which featured Harley Quinn and Joker. I like that title. Suicide Blonde? Yeah, I do. I don't like that title at all because that book didn't really feature Harley Quinn. It was about the Joker. It was about the Joker. Okay. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about um, one of the animated films uh, that features the Suicide Squad, and that is Batman Assault on Arkham. Mm -hmm. Not Suicide Squad Assault. It doesn't have the word in it, not at all. It's a Batman movie, and uh, a little bit more about it, it's a Batman movie that isn't tied in with the continuous run uh, based off of the Justice League War Flashpoint Paradox mm-hmm. uh, line of animated features. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be discussing one of those at the end of the week, but today we're talking about just the standalone Batman Assault on Arkham. Now, a little bit about this. Um, I'll, I don't want to get right into it, but uh, one thing I'm going to give you, I'm trying to tie it in together. One thing about the Batman Assault on Arkham thing that I noticed is that while they were in arkham asylum it was very 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 reminiscent of the that of the layout of the video game mm-hmm. arkham asylum and arkham city i mean you didn't really go to the asylum that much in city um but arkham asylum when they were like there were shots of like the courtyard and inside the rooms and they were just taken directly from that video game directly um so i brought it up to you mark and then you said that this movie is essentially a tie-in to that game series yeah this as yesterday would have been the prequel comic for the film suicide squad batman assault on arkham is a prequel to arkham uh asylum the first video game of the franchise um so not I know Batman Origins was a pre like the origin of Batman Arkham Origins, Arkham Origins. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that yes, that's the first one chronologically. But that wasn't um, Activision. Was it Activision? It wasn't Rocksteady. Rocksteady. It not was uh, WB Montreal. Did mm-hmm. But this movie, where it ends, basically is how Arkham Asylum, the first game, that's how it starts. Um, this Batman film slash Suicide Squad film is how Batman will end up with the Joker in custody and then taking the Joker to Arkham Asylum before they break out and do what the video game does. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, this is, I think more people consider it a Suicide Squad film than oh, a yeah. Batman film. Mark, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. This Batman Assault on Arkham. First AKA, time you watched it? Yeah, first time I watched it. This was a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah? Hands down, this was a Suicide Squad this movie. This is what you want. This is what I assume, and this is what I figured, and this is what I would want out of a Suicide Squad movie. Hmm. It was great. Yeah? It was great. What did you like the most about it? The fact that it was a Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Our sui- the fact that it was like set up just like, here's the plan, here's the heist, mm-hmm. here's where it goes wrong, 
and the villain isn't some big celestial bad guy that's just a cover up and it it just it wasn't a phony justice league team mm-hmm. which is what the suicide squad movie it's a false justice league team per yeah. se and i feel like there was one thing the thing that i picked up on this movie that the that the suicide squad movie was missing was the heist aspect of it Oh yeah, yeah. Like th- th- I get it. When you put yes. that in perspective, that seemed like they had a mission. Yeah, I instead I, of just saving Amanda Waller or whatever it was that you were doing with still the unclear path in the movie, you know, that Rick Flag withholding information and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you, you it took us a while to pick up on that in the movie The Suicide Squad that the actual Suicide Squad didn't know what their mission was. At least in Assault on Arkham, Amanda lays it out. It's like, hey, here's mm-hmm. what we're doing. This is the mission. You got bombs in your necks. Go. Yeah, I I like a. I like a straightforward, and I don't mean straightforward as in give me all the answers, but I like a clear view when it comes to uh, misfits working together, and like here is the plan. Let's go do it, and then yeah, then you know. Uh, Try to think of other examples. Uh. Seven and, Samurai. Uh, they got to protect the village. And I, I hate to bring up Marvel films, but you know, it's there's just so many of them, so it's easy to reference. You can even say Guardians. Well, I was gonna say Ant Man and the Wasp. Great. And then also Endgame was another heist film, but they had clear like, here's the plan, mm-hmm. go. And it's like with Suicide Squad, w- the film we always had trouble with like, what was the objective? Mm-hmm. We know what it is because we've seen the film so many times like what they do in the film but what was the original plan on paper what was amanda waller sending to the u.s government yeah like uh, i don't even think we even got the answer to to that in the movie like what were you sending to your higher-ups like what was the mission when you said all right amanda you're greenlit what was the paperwork because i would have liked that where it was like I already have the mission. I have the reason for why I created it. I don't even think there was. It was just, okay, Task Force Task Force and then X like, is oh, greenlit. Shit, it's like, oh, great. Okay, we got the team. I guess just throw them at this monster that just showed up instead of, but it was hey, part of here's the, the plan. Yeah, it's weird because no. it's like Suicide Squad has to clean up their own mess that they just got created. Like, Amanda like, Waller has to clean up like her own a, mess. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't a part in the movie where Amanda Waller was like, I created this for a purpose so to prove that you guys could, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's like, I would have liked what you said where it's like, no, we have like in this movie, it's like Riddler has stolen some information. Mm-hmm. He's keeping information that I need. And it's, which by the way, the voice actor that voices the Riddler, I just listened to him on a podcast and it was very enjoyable. You know He's who an, he is? Yeah. Um, Matthew Gary Grubler. Is that was, is that his? Yes. Did Matthew, I pronounce his Matthew Gray Goobler. Gray Goobler. Yeah, he was just on Pete Holmes' podcast. He's from Criminal Minds, a um, few other things. But when I saw that as the the listing, I was like, oh, I, ju- I recognize that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And Troy Baker voices Joker. Joker, which mm-hmm. he did a very good Mark Hamill-inspired mm-hmm. Joker Yeah, in this movie. I think he's the one who also does the Arkham Origins Joker. Yeah. Um, and so our Suicide Squad that's going to be um, in this movie with us this suicide squad is going to be uh obviously it's going to be uh floyd lawton deadshot harley quinn uh killer frost king shark kg beast captain boomerang and black spider uh is our spider-man mm-hmm. substitute you ninja, know. ninja he was he's the katana substitute yeah 
Um, what do you? How do you feel about this group? Great this team. Great team. Great team. Yeah. Great team. Um, let me try to think. KG Beast has an early exit. KG I Beast didn't know it was KG Beast until um at one point they actually bring up Amanda has like her little screen that has like the dossiers and it said. Um, it, no, it said Anatoly Kenyazov terminated. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Um, I get it. I just think it's it's very bold of them to kill. I, I think, think that's the best po- part. It is seems that like that needs to be a staple in a lot of just stories. That's like, here's your threatening device, be it a bomb in your neck. One person has to test it for everybody to be like, yep, she's not bluffing. Mm-hmm. It's just like you have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what happens with Slipknot in the film, and I'm cool with it. Um, I don't think they're... I I think he was probably one of the most useful of the team, which is kind of weird whenever I think about Suicide Squad going, you know, that Slipknot, he probably was a major asset for this team, and they lost him. Um, and it would have been... I guess it would have been kind of cool if they made that more of a thing where it's like, yeah. can't get up there. There's no Slipknot on the team. They just make it more aware that he was meant to work with them, and, and they lost him. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just being like, oh, yeah, bomb works. We're good. Uh, so KG Beast dies. Um, but then the s- six of them are sent to... Um, uh, they're sent to go to Arkham Asylum. But you're bringing up this part, which I totally forgot about, which is um, when they get to Gotham City, they basically stay the night at Club Penguin. Mm-hmm. The penguins, you know. No, they they played Club Penguin for about twenty four hours before the site got shut down. That's what it was. Yeah. I don't know why I called it that. Did you even realize I, you said Club Penguin? I, I called it Club <laughs> Penguin. What is what is this thing that they say? Explain it to me. Sorry, I was drinking water. Um, from what I gathered, I was in and out a little bit at this part. From what I gathered, it was um they got the they got the the mission stuff from Amanda, and it was like okay, go. So they got dropped into Gotham, ODST style, had a rendezvous, went under the sewer, and started going into like uh, Gotham Underground. And from what I gathered, since I was like in the other room at this time, they met up with Penguin, still in the Criminal Underground, said what their plan was, if they even said, I don't even know if they said they were going into Arkham or whatever, but they said something. And Penguin was like, okay, well, yeah, you can stay the night here, and all your gear is like getting shipped here as well. So, like, load up, do your thing, and then in the morning, you're going to go. Or, no, I think it's reverse that. It's like they dropped at nighttime, and then it started to be morning. So it was like, okay, you're going to lay low here during the day, and then you'll leave at night. Um, but, yeah, it was this weird thing that <clears throat> they also did it in that other Suicide Squad movie. Where it's probably something that is also in the Suicide Squad books that I just don't know. Where the squad, their missions don't last just one day. Mm-hmm. Or like one night, they're not like a strike force. It's like you have a little bit of leniency. Mm-hmm. In this a strange one, they, amount of leniency. In this one, they have like a twenty-four hour period of straight up booze and gambling and stuff in underground Penguin Club, Club Penguin. Um, and Amanda Waller's just like, yeah, cool. They're not prisoners incarcerated for life sentences or anything. They can have their fun, and. <laughs> Like, they did it in the other movies where they're, like, road tripping, and it's like, yeah, whoa, like, where are your reins, Amanda? Like, I understand that they have bombs in their necks, and, like, you're in their ears the entire time, but from coming off of the Suicide Squad movie, where their mission was just the one mm-hmm. night, yeah, it's like, 
what kind of strike force you're running here, lady? <laughs> yeah, the, the Suicide Squad film, they are treated as government assets, government mm-hmm. property, prisoners. Like, you are a strike force. Get in there, yeah. clean it, and come back out. That's what you're told to do. Yeah. Go do it. And I like that more so than you are criminals, and I don't want criminals to know that you're in prison. Go back out into your criminal undergrounds and use your um, charisma to get what you need done because we, the government, cannot do that. And I know that sounds cool. For some people, they're like, yeah, we just want them to go do their... I I think I like that more than... Strike Force? Strike Force. I like the prisoner aspect because I like that... You like the the timetable that they're on, like a clock? I like the philosophy that, you know, they are like slate, like chain... um, Yeah. What is that? Chain gang kind of thing where it's like... Is that problematic these days? No, it's, it's... Good to be aware of that and and be like, we are just, you know, they're singing their sla- uh, chain gang hymns as they go in. Now, that's what I'm saying. Is that problem? <laughs> no, it's still aware of the situation. And, and, and I like that kind of reference, like being that kind of suicide squad where it's like, we're prisoners. It doesn't matter what we do. You know, like we're not good people. And we're, you know, we're going in to die. And it's like we do it just to protect the planet. You like real world, real, real prisoner um, uh, real rules yeah just just as much as we've been talking about doom patrol work program it's like, criminals here are damaged people with mm-hmm. trauma and ptsd they just have superpowers suicide squad to me what i like is when it's like we are in the institutionalized like prison system with superpowers i like that hmm. and so the the Suicide Squad where they're allowed to get back into the underground mm-hmm. and and it's just Amanda Waller who's like, all right, go do your thing, go be villains, but make sure you guys get this job done or I blow your heads off. It can lose its way, but in the universe it can almost make sense if they drive in the fact that because you are seemingly free, like I'm not giving you Strike Force stuff like that. That's when they can be like. Oh, I can go back in the underground and I can pretend, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I can talk with the Riddler and the Penguin and be like, "All right, give me the information," mm-hmm. and then you report back to Amanda Waller. You can do that, but there still has to be a sense of control from Amanda Waller. Okay, you can't just allow your villains to be like, "All right, go do whatever you want now." That's too much fan service for people who want to see Harley Quinn, you know just within the Gotham universe. Mm-hmm. That's a different film. That's what th- at that point I would be like don't even have a suicide squad film. Just have a Gotham gang underground film. And I think that's what we were talking about yesterday where it's like we would just love to see that. Mm-hmm. And and not have the suicide squad name on it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Because it it sucks to like you know, everyone's hanging out where you got Two-Face, so he's mad about his thing and you know, penguins like you're on my turf kind of thing. Like, and they're feuding. You have these Gotham feuds, but then at some point you got to go back and be like, oh yeah, Amanda Waller has these bombs. I got something to do. It's like, I don't like that. Okay. Like detach them. Yeah. Um, okay. I com- see what you mean. Commit one way or another. Um, um, so I'm going to, now that's, mm, I was going to raise a question, but I think it's what we're going to be talking about on Friday's episode. Yes. Should I ask the question just as Save a cliffhanger? It. Save the question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
You remember the question I was going to ask? I asked when we were watching the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. So. Get back into this movie? Yeah, to get into Arkham Asylum. I have I have one thing to say. While they're at Club Penguin, mm-hmm. there's one thing, um, a little bit of a Harley Quinn and a Deadshot romance yeah, go off. Yeah. Which, by the way, that little, they have their little thing mm-hmm. where she's in the bed. And he's going to like get ready for bed and stuff, and she pulls over and like you know does the thing, and like he he finally like gives into it. That was about it. It was about it. That was about it. Cause I mean it was uh it was, it was, it, was it looked fun. Harley Quinn looking crazy, and that was uh he flipped on top of her and was like, all right, what the hell? It's like um, it was like yeah okay, and that's what makes it work in like this ragtag. Here's a bunch of criminals on shore leave mm-hmm. and go. See, but what if you were saying that like task force suicide squad would never have the time for this kind of thing Mm-mm. and i like that disconnect and i'm erring on the side of shore leave villains <laughs> get back into the underground yeah kind of um like lay low kind of thing like yeah. almost double agent it's like you, your home base is going to be bell rev with the bomb in your neck yeah but yet it's this like, mission that you have might take two or three weeks to get done and to gather, like, all your information and to gather all your resources. So, like, you're still Suicide Squad members, mm-hmm. but go out into your criminal background to get your resources yeah. and stuff. It's, I, I in, do like that. Instead of doing, like, prison, you know, prison work, this is more catch and release. Where it's like, we caught them, yeah. we tag them, we release them back into the underground, they mm-hmm. go work for us, or we blow their heads off kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's kind of like how this plays out, where it's like, they're allowed to continue being the villains that, you know, they're used to. Yeah. But we're going to get this thing done that Amanda Waller needs. And so... What is the, uh, what is the, what is the carrot in front of their face in this one? Was it, I think it was just a year off of their sentences. One year? I think it was either this one or the, or the, the uh, hell to pay. One of them was like, they just, Amanda Waller said like, what you're getting out of this is one year off your sentence. And then I it goes back into the mindset of like a year off of a life sentence, like what uh, Boomerang, Boomerang said in the movie, in the movie, where it's like she's triple life you're, sentence. You're right, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a year off of a triple life sentence. That's yeah. that's nothing. That's it's nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. Um. Like yeah, that is to me. It has to at some point just become a joke. Like it I'd has re- to. It's like at one point, it's like you thought you're getting out of here. No, you got yeah. caught. You're the criminal, and you got caught. There is no getting out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's almost like, why even offer them anything? Yeah. You're just putting a bomb in their neck. So, anyways, Harley Quinn basically trashes a um, a toy store uh, in order to attract a Batman. He shows up, asks about some dirty bomb that Joker has been blabbering about nonstop. So, Batman is in full crazy mode. He's like, there's a, there's a bomb here somewhere in Gotham. And I need to know where it is. I've been searching all over Gotham. You're going to tell me where this dirty bomb is. Mm-hmm. And Harley Quinn's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So he sends the Suicide Squad unknowingly into Arkham Asylum. Um, right? It's, it's pretty much unknown. So Wait, it's unknown from who? From Batman? Batman. But, oh, Batman doesn't know that they're do- going in there. He just run in, runs into Harley. Yeah. Who brought Harley in? That's a question. Because then, like, if Batman brought her in, wouldn't he be like, girl, I just took you in last week, uh, get in the car. I gotta, I gotta drop you back off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, but he just like up and leaves because she doesn't know Jack about no dirty bomb, and he's yeah, he's forced to send her back to Arkham. He sends her back to Arkham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, and he does. W- yeah, that's okay, where, uh, that's because that was their in. causes the explosion. That was their in. Yeah. Okay. That was the the whole ruse. Mm-hmm. So Batman doesn't know that they're this is part of their plan, and so yeah, so he gets um, he gets Harley back in the Arkham. Yeah. And then um, this is where things start to get crazy. There's there's a fight with Batman and the rest of the Suicide Squad at some point. Floyd Lawton. Um, this is probably my favorite version of Deadshot. I thought he was very cool in this movie. He seemed very uh, useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about a different Deadshot that happens in Hell to Pay. But this one, I just thought he he had the coolness. Like, I felt... I felt cool with this character. This one seems more on par with the Justice League animated, or, yeah, Justice League Ultimate episode of Task Force X. Oh, the Justice League uh, Unlimited. Unlimited, what did I say? Animated? Uh, uh, Ultimate. Ultimate? (laughs) Ultimate? Justice League Ultimate. Um, Spider-Man. But we we see Deadshot in Arkham City, the video game, so at some point they had already established that there was a Deadshot. Yeah, there... It's a side mission in Arkham City where you are starting to find dead bodies. And as you try to, you know, you scan the forensic area and you notice that these bullet um, bullet points, the like tra- trajectory, trajectory, <laughs> trajectory of where the bodies have been hit, mm-hmm. they don't line up as a linear shot. And as so he was bouncing them at off first, the you're like, oh, it's a dead body. Then it's like a dead body. But hey, this is not normal how this guy was killed mm-hmm. by the bullet. And God, then, man, those detective and then as aspects you, in that game. As you keep identifying and tracing bodies, you eventually catch up to Deadshot. And then it's like, to fight Deadshot, it's like he never misses, and he's a sniper. So it's like, as Batman, you have to like remote batarang and then like hit him in a very awkward angle. And I didn't play this mission. Oh, it's a side mission. It's pretty Let cool. me tell you, though, Arkham City is damn near close to a perfect video game. Yeah. I really liked Arkham Knight, but that's a different subject. No, no, no. City is on City, its own pedestal. Yeah, City is a very good video game. A very good story. Detective, superheroes, flying, gadgets. Catwoman DLC. Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those things. The the aesthetic uh, poster design for Arkham City, where everything, everything. was black and white, mm-hmm. except blood, if they had blood on them. Um, there were so many things that were so well done with marketing for that game. It's, it is incredible. And this universe is incredible. I like... This movie and, and the video games, each, all of them. There's some people who love Arkham Origins because the villain is De- Deathstroke. Um, I feel like I I played it with Matt, and I feel like we beat it in like a day. It was like a 10-hour game or something. Yeah, it's, it's a small game compared to the others, but it's the aesthetic. It's it's that universe. There's some people who... It was like real beefy Batman year one. Yeah, but that's how we got Batman warehouse scene of <coughs> Dawn of Justice. And so people seeing that scene were just like, this is just like the video game. And it is that kind of thing. Like we, we take it for granted now, but back then it was like the fact that they could even match that video game choreography to mm-hmm. the, to the movie was like proof that, that the, you know, if you want the best Batman experience possible, play Arkham City, play those games, play those games and love on those characters because it is the aesthetic is great, and, mm-hmm. and that's why this movie does so well as well is because we're using those characters already. 
um, and that kind of like known universe. And so it's a lot of fun to, to play around with those assets. Um, and so as it moves on, they kind of, I, I think they think they defeat the Batman, but they lose him. Is oh yeah. There's a little, the there's a squabble. Yeah. Um, they think that there's, there's two, two men enter, one man leaves. Mm-hmm. It's black spider and Batman go in. There's a squabble. And then through the smoke, what appears black spider emerging with Batman's belt. And he's like the spoils of war. And he puts the belt on mm-hmm. as if that's just normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should have been a dead giveaway. Should have been a dead giveaway. Um, but then they, you know, the Suicide Squad um, minus one black spider, they continue to move move on and they free the Joker as well, right? They have this kind of moment where... Well, they... no, the way that Joker gets out is that Harley has a run-in when Floyd is bringing her in disguised as a security guard. They have a run-in with the Joker. She grabs a security guard or Floyd Lawton's pistol that is with the costume <laughs> outfit and she starts shooting into the bulletproof uh, holding cell. Mm-hmm. It's got like the little air hole so she starts shooting she's into it. She's pissed at him. She's pissed at him. Um, And then like... Do we you know why? Well, yeah. You, do I know why she's pissed at him? Mm-hmm. Do we? Just, you know. I'm assuming if 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 you assume why she's pissed at him, just because you should assume. Look, I think it's a, a safe assumption that Harley Quinn mad at Joker. It's because he's abusive. Was it? Can you draw it back to one particular instance? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the overarching idea is just a abusive relationship. Yeah. And like leaving her for dead and all these things. Yeah. So classic. Yeah. Anyway, she starts shooting the gun, empties the clip, but it ends up causing a rupture in, like, the paneling of his cell. Mm-hmm. So, like, it starts to, like, tear open. So, later in the film, he breaks out using, like, tearing it open and, like, high hot-wiring the wires to open up the door. Anyway, um, that was backtracking. So, now where are we? So, where we are in the film is that they've noticed that Killer Frost has gone missing, um... Yeah, she was given like an another assignment by Waller. Another one. Yep. She and hers to was to Riddler. find the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so she she goes to find the Riddler uh, while the rest of the squad <coughs> try to find her, uh, and also they're also fighting off just like regular because now it's alerted. Yeah, Arkham Asylum is alerted that there's a break in. Um, they tried to be smart and play yesterday's footage. Um, on the loop, Batman notices it, and that's why he ends up going back to Arkham. And that was when they got in the scuffle with Black Spider. Um, so Killer Frost was doing her mission. She ends up going into Riddler's cell, and they have a discussion. And you know, she was there to just basically kill him, and he kind of you know smart like everybody else says like, why do you think she sent you here to kill me? Doy, because I'm one of you. Surprise, Riddler is a part of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, and it's yeah. And and it shows it because he lifts up lifts up his neck and he shows the scar of where the bomb is. Now this is a cool thing that they did not add into the movie that these scars have X's where the bomb goes into their neck. Mm-hmm. It's an X. It's Task an X. Force X. Like there's the lack of X usage in the movie probably hurt it. <laughs> in a sense of it being a suicide squad campy film. You know what I mean? 
that that right there is campy, but it's a good camp. It's a good camp to have. I that X. would I would have liked if they showed the scar on the them putting the thing in their neck. It should have had an X branding mm-hmm. on yeah. it. Yeah, I think people would would have really liked that because they could always see where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it would be kind of like a a stylized like cosplay scar where it's like if someone wanted to cosplay as Harley Quinn. Yep, you just they, you brand the X on yeah, it. You put a little bit of uh, oh, like latex or what? Is, yeah, fake skin scar, and it's like oh that's that's where the bomb would be, and it's like I like that. It's a good call, Nate. Um, so at some point, Batman reveals himself to Suicide Squad because he's then trying to interrogate them on what they're doing, what their plan oh, is. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they're all trying to get the bombs out of their neck, and yeah. Riddler figures out that way. Yeah, and Black Spider, like, he wakes up in the Batman costume, yeah. and the, I think Joker kills him. Yep, that's where Joker... Yeah. Well, no, he Joker's about to kill him, but Amanda, as they're defusing their bombs with, like, this electroshock that Riddler has created... Um, He's saying, like, you know, she, he's he's telling, Floyd Lawton's telling uh, Amanda Waller that we're all in here, wherever, and she sees on her map that Black Spider is, like, not with them, and she's like, what the hell? And she hits the button, and it explodes. Um, Black Spider Batman. It explodes King Shark's head because the electroshock didn't get through his thick skin. Oh, yeah. So his bomb wasn't diffused. And then Joker's walking up on this costume, this Batman costume fella, and his head explodes right as he points the gun at it. Like, right as he's about to execute him, it, his head explodes. He's like, oh, wow, well, that wasn't me. <laughs> um, and then that's when they figure, like, well, why didn't his head explode? And that's when Batman reveals himself. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so now the Suicide Squad is fighting both Batman and the Arkham Guards as well. Yeah. Meanwhile, Joker is also on the loose now. Um, and rest in peace, King Shark. Um, it's not a character I love, but I like to see him. I mean, we got Croc. Yeah. Is it, so it's, it's the muscle. It's the big mm-hmm. m- monster, mm-hmm. big guy, big guy, hench- henchman, if you will. Um, I do I do like King Shark and, and people like that. I do like the big guy in the How group. did you like his rendition, this uh, James Bond Jaws character? Just didn't do much. Just didn't do, you know, just not enough, in my opinion. He was the muscle when he needed to be the muscle. Yeah. Um. He was bulletproof when not he needed my, to be not bulletproof. Not my favorite rendition of King Shark. Do you like? But I like half shark, half man. Like, yeah. Uh, what do you, what that, do you call that? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is Atomical? I, I like the idea of King Shark. I just didn't care for this one. Um. I even like the King Shark in the CW Flash. I just like. Oh, <laughs> that expensive King Shark. Yeah, I like bipedal <laughs> shark, but real shark face. Yeah. Like I like that. Uh, crumb. From like Harry street, Potter, Street Shark, Street style. Shark style. Yeah. yeah, I like that. What was that guy's name? Crumb. What was his first name? The from, ba- the Bavarian dude from Harry Potter, Triwizard Cup. Mm. Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb. Turned into a shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, animality. Um, Is that what this spell was called? It's that's a Mortal Kombat move. <laughs> oh, does it turn him into an animal? Yeah. Give turn me an example. An an- like you turn into an animal and then you eat the person or kill them in whatever what? way. What? Like an animorphs thing? Yeah, exactly. What? Animality is like finish and him. Everybody and, has it. Yeah, like Liu Kang will turn into a dragon and chop the guy in half, and I think like what's Sub Zero turn into? Uh, I don't know what Sub Zero turns into, but I what's Scorpion, Scorpion turns into? Scorpion. Oh yeah. And it's I like a so. sting, and they explode. It's it's kind of like that. What about reptile? I think one person turns into like an owl or a bat and just like takes the person or something. See you later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
it's kind of like that kind of thing. I never knew that was a thing in Animality. Mortal Kombat. There's so many different ways to uh, kill someone. I just thought it was brutality and fatality. Brutality, fatality. I knew babality was babality, a thing. Babality, friendship, mercy, um, animality. It's all those <clears throat> things. We had a buddy that was uh, that that was saying some guy was yelling at him for doing a fatality on him online. Oh yeah, is that rude? No, that's what they built the game that's for. That's the game for. Yeah. How many fatalities do you dish out? You know, people? they actually, um, and this is a huge tangent, but they built fatality because in Street Fighter, if you get beat up a lot, mm-hmm. like it could cause a stun, and you're like stunned, you that's can't. When you, yeah, when you're, it, when you're wobbling. Yeah, and yeah, it, and it further punishes the player that's already losing. And so it sucks that that happens. Yeah. Ed Boon liked Ed Boon liked it, but he didn't want it to happen during the match. He was like, "If you're getting beat so mm-hmm. much that you lose, that should be at the very end." So that's mm-hmm. what a fatality is, where it's like they're doing it. It's like finish him. And it's like, it's just like he was like, "I I like that, but it's unfair." So let's move to the end. And so it's like, well, if you lost, then it's I do get to rip out your spine now. So yeah. That's where it came from. So these people getting pissed off at fatalities. It's like you already lost. Take a hike. It's like if you didn't want the fatality done to you, don't lose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So moving back to Batman Assault on Arkham, um, a lot of uh, (coughs) villains break out of the asylum as they are wont to do Mm -hmm. at Arkham Asylum. Uh, And this leads to seeing characters like Scarecrow and Bane. Two-Face. Yeah, Poison Ivy, I think. Yeah, Poison Ivy was in it. And so... Which is really cool that they never left the grounds of Arkham, mm-hmm. thus kind of setting in stone that like, they get captured and, and they're that, back yeah. in the video game. Yeah, but like it also makes this prime for them to being able to break out and going into the city. Yes, it also shows that like how easily they can all get out and into the freaking courtyard, and it's just a fence yes. that's holding them back—a fence and a bridge. Because it's supposed to be a mental clinic, mm-hmm. not supposed to be a prison, mm-hmm. so. Um, always love seeing uh, Arkham Scarecrow because I says Scarecrow. It's one of my favorite versions of Scarecrow ever. Um, I love seeing him in any capacity, but more so in so what in is this universe? What is what is he? Does he have? He's like burlap mask Scarecrow, but it's also like his head. He's a defeated. He's a defeated doctor. So if it was, you know, if he was outside of Arkham Asylum, he would be like. Dr. Crane from Batman Begins, or he would be like the uh, Dr. Crane from Injustice 2, where it's like he still walks around with the lab coat and and the mask on, and he turns on the gas and everything. But because he was in Arkham Asylum, he's dressed up kind of caveman-like because he's using what he can get to make the costume. Mm -hmm. So he looks almost homeless, but it's because that's all he has in that in that jail cell okay and so he's become like he needs his face kind of thing and Mm -hmm. so he wants his mask and stuff like that and so that's how he looks in that one um there are some weird things that happen in this fight scene there's a lot of violence and like over the top um brutality one of the things that i thought was kind of weird and not my favorite way to kill off a character was killer frost uh trying to leave the situation and then Bane picks up the car, throws the car, and it like explodes. Oh, was that? Did she? She died from it's that. It's presumed <clears throat> that she died. Okay, but it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't know if she died or not. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be questioned. I just don't know if I liked it because <laughs> it is kind of weird to I me. I didn't really like it. I didn't like it either. It was like my least favorite part of the movie because it it felt so 
blah. Yeah. And for a character that you had spent a lot of time with, I didn't like it. Um, but we'll talk about Killer Frost more uh, tomorrow. But uh, so basically, Suicide Squad, they, I, I guess they're successful. They they don't exactly lose the situation, but... Um, well, to- what happens? There's a helicopter and uh, Deadshot's running to it, gets on it, and Harley and Joker are also aboard the helicopter. Yes. So there's a helicopter fight. Yes. <clears throat> Which, let me tell you something. I like that setting for hand-to-hand combat. Like in Man of Steel, you're on the seven or the whatever that AC-130 plane was. Um, just like the setting of like in a helicopter or like a ship. Man of Steel, also you're fighting in a ship when you're in the uh, um, scout ship and all these things like that. Just fighting like on a on like a bridge or just something flying, mm-hmm. and like there's like the other. Um, added fear of like having to control it while two characters are just like squabbling around in the in the bed of it. I just like that. And that's what we get. We get a Joker and Deadshot hand to hand fight in this helicopter um before Batman. Yeah, comes and, in. and and Captain Boomerang, <clears throat> I guess there's a there's more of a dichotomy between Captain Boomerang and Deadshot, right? Like they're they start off not liking each other in the film, but towards the end of the film they they do kind of work together, don't they? From when I when I first turned it on, I th- thought that Deadshot and Boomerang and Harley had already been a part of Suicide Squad in the past. Because when they got captured, I could have sworn Boomerang and Deadshot said something like, "Oh, geez, we're in this again." Like, yeah. "Oh, crap!" Like, wah. "Come on, man!" Like, yeah. "Geez, we got to do this team thing again." Yeah, it seems like. You know, like where Suicide Squad, the movie was like Rick Flag, Deadshot, Harley Quinn. This one was Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Like they, that was the Trinity. That was, you know, every team up's got to have a Trinity. Our Trinity's going to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and so uh, there's a there's a fight on this helicopter. Captain Boomerang gets pushed out so he can get arrested. It just becomes a fight between Joker, Deadshot, and then eventually Batman. Um, but the way that this ends is kind of like what happens in the movie where the helicopter is sent adrift. It's going to crash and the Joker's in it. Mm-hmm. And this is what we talked about mm-hmm. in the movie when we talked about it. It was like, yeah, this is pulling from this exact animated yeah. film. This animated film came out first and it, you know, influenced the movie to kill off Joker, quote unquote, kill, uh, in this way. Which I feel like is... Uh, probably the the best ending to the joker that you can always have yeah put him in as some sort of destructive demise but yet have the character keep coming back without giving explanation of how he comes back yeah you don't have to say it's supernatural or whatever i was going back to this one thing i've been listening to the friday the 13th podcast jason Voorhees. some movies say that he the way he comes back is like through supernatural things or or whatever but it's also like where does his um his will to live come from. Mm -hmm. It's something that's so unexplained where it's just, it just is Yeah, like the fact. So like a girl can be running out of the house and run full speed down the street to a neighbor's empty house. And yet she opens a door and Jason Voorhees is just standing there. He doesn't have super speed. It's just, he's there. He's not breathing heavily. Like he ran two miles. Mm -hmm. He's just there. So that was like this thing that I always enjoy having the Joker. Like 
Have them in your thing. Give them a demise, if you will. Don't answer it. Don't give them a funeral. Don't do anything like this. It's like, okay, he was in the helicopter explosion. They didn't recover a body. Well, yeah. there you go. It's like, well, how, how could he survive that? You don't know. He just does. Yeah, that's the... That's the wild thing. Yeah. He can't die. He's an idea. Um, my favorite version was obviously Under the Red Hood. For a lot of people, it's their favorite animated film as far as DC animated films. Um, but that one where John DiMaggio's Joker is like caught in an explosion between Batman, Red Hood, and him where the only one to come out of the rubble is Batman. Mm-hmm. And it... And it leaves it questionable whether any, you know, if Red Hood or Joker die, but because it's an emotional scene, it doesn't matter whether they lived or not. Mm -hmm. It was that this was a very tight emotional moment, and now they're gone. And I like that. I I completely agree with you. It is kind of like, have your Joker do his song and dance, make it a good one, and then exit. Mm -hmm. And it's like... See you in the next like film. Fan of the opera shit. If you want, you can show yeah. up in the next one. If not, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like what they do in The Dark Knight, and it's a good way to end it where they were like, Joker didn't die. We had just arrested him for the time being. If he shows up again in that universe, maybe he did, but we will never see it. Um, and so the film is going to end with, something similar to our after credit scene of Suicide Squad, which is Batman telling Amanda Waller to shut it down, quit that Task Force X bullshit, and then, um, but he's in Batman costume, right? Or is he? He's not in Bruce Wayne. He's not, he is, it, it is Batman talking to I don't Amanda. think there was ever Bruce Wayne in this movie. You know, when we were talking about that after credit scene, and we were like, is it directly referencing something? It's not directly referencing this scene, is it? maybe did it feel like it heavily influenced i know that there have been batman and amanda waller scenes where he said that that yeah i know that there's been panels i know that that's it's just like a common thing to have batman and amanda waller having a conversation be him in costume or be it in bruce wayne thing i guess it's to your fancy one thing i do appreciate that they used um throughout this movie in the beginning and in the end here and everything like that is the use of uh, checkmate and fair play mm-hmm. words and stuff like that. Yeah. They they sprinkled that Amanda Waller had some very clever dialogue in this movie using those terms. And at the end here, it was like uh, something like Batman, that's not fair play or something like that. Or like yeah. you want to keep it fair play or something like that. And it's like, oh yeah, okay, gotcha. This is cool. Um, so like a little tip of the hat nod to those little crime organizations and that's really cool. Um, there's a nickname that they give Amanda Waller that I had never heard before until this movie and then in the next one um they call her the wall she says like you don't mess with the wall you don't you don't double tr- cross the wall like the wall is gonna bring the you never heard you. that before no i guess because i had already seen this movie before i saw Mm-mm. the movie i was like oh that must be a thing <laughs> no and that's i don't know how i feel about that i think it's a little well that's kind of like like, wh- like what is like sh- who is she vince mcmahon or something like what yeah, what the well, hell like yeah they kind of like uh, and that kind of plays into sometimes the way she's depicted like as far as size and shape and it's it's like, like a kingpin thing yeah exactly yeah but it's amanda waller instead of big you know strong big white, white guy, guy yeah it's black woman it's like it's that kind of thing where it's like that you know 
you would think less of a black woman, unfortunately. And that's the point is because when someone like Amanda Waller does shut you down, it means more because it is someone who has, you know, they've gotten their power and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're really enforcing it. And so it is supposed to be, that's, we talked about it a lot in the beginning of Suicide Squad, our season, but it was like Amanda Waller is always being underestimated. And that's why she keeps, is always successful. It's because she keeps being underestimated. And so that's the whole point. Um, And so Batman tells her to shut it down or else. And then after that, there is no more Suicide Squad because it kind of ends in a situation where like Deadshot no longer works for her. Yeah, Deadshot got out. Yeah, he like got he that well well they all got their bombs defused thanks to the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Frost dies in that sense. So I'm not really sure who all walked out of Arkham Asylum. They all did if they're not working for Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, so like or Deadshot ends up going out. Just Deadshot got out. And it's assumed that he kills Amanda Waller. Do we hear a bullet shot? He says the bang thing. And then he says bang like Spike Spiegel. He says bang like Spike Spiegel because it was a little thing that the Joker was and Harley Quinn were saying throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's how it ends. It ends like kind of ambiguously, but or maybe he didn't kill her. And it's just like, hey, you don't own me anymore. Like, yeah. this is it. Like, I'm turning the tables on you. Yeah, absolutely. I might not have to kill you, but got my sights on you because there's no gunshot. Then that's checkmate. Yeah. Writes itself, Mark. Exactly. Exactly, Nate. Thank you. <laughs> I like it better that way if he didn't pull the trigger. Uh, and so I don't believe he did. I like that kind of leverage because that's where it all comes back around to. Suicide Squad is leverage. So overall, uh, very good movie. Uh, very good addition to the... This was great. This was yeah. a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. This was it. And and you had great setting because they're really strongly Gotham-based characters. Mm-hmm. You throw them in Arkham Asylum. You get Batman tied to it. Mm-hmm. Bing, bang, boom, you're done. There doesn't need to be no sky beams. There doesn't need to be no celestial villain. doesn't need to be anything big. It doesn't need to be a league issue. Yeah, and then when we look about how look at how this film influenced um, the, the film itself, the 2016 film, we see a lot of those things from this movie. We see an assault on Arkham. We see the characters. We see... Um, deaths that happen much like KG Beast and, mm-hmm. and Killer uh, King Shark. Mm-hmm. Joker's just as much about a part of it as yeah. he is in the movie. Yep, Batman. It goes out the same way he does in this movie. Um, Batman telling Amanda Waller to shut it down. You get a lot of things that happen in this movie that happened in the 2016 film, but they don't happen the way it does in this one. And and I know that comes down to preference, like. You can't just copy that one or so what if it did it that way? It doesn't mean that this film has to do it, but this movie told a, a story in a very cohesive way and it works. Um, that being said, we're seeing a movie that was re-edited, so we don't know what David Ayers really wanted Suicide Squad 2016 mm-hmm. film to, to go from start to end. Um but I would love to see a Suicide Squad film that doesn't copy the storyline, but... But have these elements. Have a story that is just as entertaining, mm-hmm. a thrill ride from start to finish. And we go, yep, 
That's it. Now, let me ask you something. After watching this movie and seeing the results of a big Hollywood studio Suicide Squad movie, are you more now inclined to be more interested in that property? Would you want to pick up a Suicide Squad book and try to follow along for an arc or two? Um, the 2016 film or this one? Both of them. After seeing it, would I be interested in reading the book? So if you were to ask me, Nate, you really enjoyed that movie. Now, would you go on to follow Suicide Squad stuff? My answer for you? Nope. Still don't care that much. <laughs> I like it in little spurts. I'm okay with sitting down for an hour and a half and watching a Suicide Squad little animated feature. That's cool. Would I follow the entire arc on a comic run? Nope. Don't care. I just, I still don't, I just don't care as much. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm not, it's the other way around where I liked the characters in the Batman universe. So yeah, I watched Suicide Squad. Like it was the other way. I don't know. It's, it's like, I, I know of Harley Quinn so well Mm -hmm. that I saw the movie, but it doesn't. Watching this movie does not incline you more to to follow more Suicide Squad stuff. In my opinion, I've experienced the best of Suicide Squad already. So I don't feel the need to go back and read the comics anymore. Okay. Like, I read the new 52 one. I've seen these movies. I've seen the 2016 film. I've gotten as much as I'm good with with Suicide Squad. So I don't feel inclined whether it's the movies or stuff. It's it's almost it's weird. It's like if I just wanted, you know, more good Suicide Squad, I would just go watch the movies again. Yeah. It's like I'd rather do that than read, which sounds really weird, but it's just comic it's just art panels. Um and as far as story, I don't think they're in a moment where the stories are good again, besides if you just went back and read the what is it, two there's 2010 run? 2011. 2011? Yeah. 2010, and 2011. Or just read whatever was the good issues. Apparently, Suicide Squad fell off for a bit, and comic books were, they weren't as good. But now Harley Quinn has her own books now, so you can just read her if you just want. Or, you know, it's... I don't know, Nate. It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know how much return they got on that as far as... I mean, but... You probably experienced it when you were in the comic book store, right? After the movie came out? Mark, it was it was really hard because the focus for the movie was Harley and Joker. Yeah. After so the movie came out, it was just, let me follow Harley and Joker. Yeah. Because no. then Harley Quinn had her single issues out, and that was flying off the shelves, as it should. Um, Joker had, you know, books here and there, and then it was like the whole Endgame thing was happening in Batman. Yeah, Batman Endgame. Yeah. But it wasn't, I mean, like, yeah, I got the occasional, like, one kid that was just like, you know, he has the list of, like, one-off heroes where it's like, oh, I want to read about him. Mm -hmm. Black Lightning, I want to read about him and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And then, like, one, you know, I remember one kid coming in that really wanted to read about, um, Atlas and um, King Shark. King Shark was one of them. He was like, "I give me all the King Shark stuff you have. And I was like, he's really just in Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but no, it wasn't like on a weekly basis, people coming in and picking up Suicide Squad. Um, I even remember having to cut down the orders on my weekly or my monthly orders for Suicide Squad books. Damn. Because um, the subs were just dropping off. But this film 
this um, Batman Assault on Arkham, if anything, it makes me want to go play the Batman yeah. video game. It makes me want to go back and play Arkham. And see that I guess that's the that's the double edged sword because we say, oh, I would really like to see this movie, and then some people would argue it's like it's, at some point it's not even a Suicide Squad film. It's, it's just, just new Batman material. It's just Batman and Joker doing the same old, and it's a crutch, you know. Mm-hmm. It really is a crutch if. You know, if the Suicide Squad, the 2016 film, if they had said, well, let's just put Batman in all of it. Let's have him drive the ship. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, but it's not Suicide Squad anymore. It's Batman and the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And. Which was a comic. I don't. I'm not mad that it makes me want to play the video games. It's just if you were trying to sell comic books of Suicide Squad. It indirectly made us want more batman Mm -hmm. so that's that's the double-edged sword with it um now i believe and this is ill information but there was the justice league versus suicide squad run that came out and i'm pretty sure batman was on the side of the suicide squad i think he ended up on there yeah um so i mean like the stories are there it's just trying to get people to care about them is probably a little bit harder Mm -hmm. and Really, the thing that sells it is having Batman characters and having the Gotham setting. Yeah. So. The, the only other thing I can think of is Injustice, because Injustice, they made Harley Quinn a very important character. And, and, she and was, Killer Frost. And fa- yeah, Killer Frost. Um, and then in those video games, you can also play as Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and Killer Frost, Joker, like... As far as people wanting to get as close as to an immersive experience, mm-hmm. it usually keeps going back to the video games. Because even in the Arkham games, you could play as the Joker, as Harley Quinn, um, and and it's those kind of things where it's like you want people to go and read your comic books. I don't know. The comic books have to be good because mm-hmm. <laughs> if if you say, "Oh, we're gonna make this movie," it should you know have a financial return as far as comic books and merchandising it's like but if the books aren't as good as the movie or the movie is not good it's like you're not going to see that at all Mm -hmm. and that's the issue we face now so we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today but if you enjoyed everything you heard and you want to talk about the suicide squad film batman assault on arkham you can join us on all social media at dceu minutes or the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society you can join us to talk about this movie or the prequel comic that we talked about on Monday, or anything else Suicide Squad related, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Minute 133 of Suicide Squad.